In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts, so we promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. From 1977, we are all the way up. Guys, it's the Chris Carter episode. It's album 80. This is Nevermind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Wait, it's not the Jerry Rice episode? I was wondering, no. <laughs> I was wondering, we're not doing that bit. Uh, I was wondering, do you think Sandra hates this Stop album? Here. Stop talking when Rob's talking. <laughs> do you think Sandra hates this album? Sandra. Sandra. I mean, never mind Sandra Bullock. Like, that would really hurt my feelings. I think that'd be bad. Anyway, listen, if you want to hear more jokes like that, let's turn on the radio and see if my comedy special is on there, okay? Now, this week's uh, parody song, sometimes I like to get clever, and sometimes I think I'm too clever where there's, like, the wordplay, you know? It's almost like a, it's almost like Shakespeare where he would, like, t- use a turn of phrase, like, oh, you... You little egg. And then it turns out like egg is like a, you know, shave something or other. Like it was always these weird, like, and then the English teacher in high school would be like, oh my God, Shakespeare's so dirty. And I'm like, really? Is it like, I want to be on board with you. I really do. I don't understand it. So see if you guys can t- see the subtlety of the song. I don't know if you're going to be able to like keep up with it. If you have questions, I do have a little cliff notes thing. I'll, already lost. I'll email. Already out. lost. Yeah. The cool. lyrics yeah. on genius with the little annotations and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They will be of course soon. I think somebody's put, making a wiki for this podcast and they'll keep it updated. So here we go. Let's turn on K Rob. What's up everybody. This is K Rob. K R O B. Listen. Welcome everybody. This is Beck did it better. And we are, we're going, we're going down punk lane. I think that's something a lot of us are definitely experts in. Uh, and we are talking about, uh, uh, mind the bollocks. Here comes the sex pistols. Guys, did you know this album is all about how Noah got into his big boat? It is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about an arc key, an arc, an arc key. Yeah. An arc key. I thought you were going to say the doors locked on my arc. Oh, let me get my arc and an arc key. Oh, I thought you were going to say this about raising a daughter, like <laughs> monarchy. I like Rosie's just like, oh, you're going to, no. when you listen to that oh. edit, Rob, you're going to, you're going to okay. that one. Cause I was going to say, as of right now, I think you took my stuff and really punched it down. So I enjoy that. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Rob. Oh my God. This is that high energy, Matt. Enjoy the high life. I got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? 
I'm good. Guys, I was out for a birthday dinner and there was a two-inch wall. I was waiting for the birthday hole call. I didn't ask for sunshine and I got World War III. Then it got awkward when I looked over the wall and those dudes were looking back at me. No, no. don't look over the birthday wall. That's no. that's rule number one. If there's a birthday hole, there's there's three there's three rules in the world, right? We've gone yes. over this. Yeah, you don't pull the mask off of Batman. Right. Yep. You don't pull the cape off of Superman. Yeah. Yep. And you don't look over the birthday wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and I've got uh, I've got. And I've got Aaron who feels the same way about masks that he feels about condoms. You really only need in a group setting unless you're outdoors. Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing? <laughs> hey, there's no future in this podcast. So let's get pissed and destroy. Oh. L- listen, I've got a little problem. Destroy. Okay, I, 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 there's been a mistake made. Okay. So we are actually going to start today uh, with a little bit of a Beck did it better An uh, apology. apology. And yeah. now an apology. We're gonna set the record straight from time to time. Yeah. I'd like to take this chance to apologize. To absolutely, absolutely nobody. So I want you to listen. Does it better? And this is from the end of Frank Ocean. Okay. This is from the end, and I want you to listen. If you can tell what's wrong with this clip, just just listen to this. By the way, I tag a pretty good joke I have at the end, so you get to hear it twice. So those of you that have already listened to this episode, sorry, but check us out. Oh, now I know. Now I know the uh, All right. Let's get into everybody's favorite part of the show, the popular and patented countdown. You did a ranking system at the end. You did a countdown instead of a ranking, didn't you, Rob? did it better countdown. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, Dracula in the elevator. It's countdown. Okay, so that was a good joke. You almost talked over it. So look, oh, I didn't talk. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get that. Out. Don't worry. So you're, what you're saying is you confused Russell's awesome lists to Rob's rolling groan rating system. And so that was at the end. I was supposed to play the rating system sound clip. I did not. I played the countdown. And as you noticed, you guys said absolutely two things, Jack and shit. You did not help me out. <laughs> and for that, that's three spankings. This is now a spanking oh, of the week oh, as well. Oh, oh, so okay. Bad little boy. Oh. It's time for Big Pop. Yeah, put your beard down for this. <laughs> it's time for the official better spanking of the week. Oh, oh, oh. This is a triple spanking of the week oh, for you guys oh, not oh, saying that I messed up, okay, and not you didn't noticing. You all have to spank me at once. I know okay. triple is what you're going for, but. <laughs> I spanked up from the bottom. You don't see that very much, but it's a it's a rare spanking boot. So, uh, Aaron, this is for you. Matt, this is for you. And then Russell, this is for you. Okay, we earned that. Oh, Ooh. double for Russell. Yeah. Wait a minute. There we go. There we go. This is for Russell. Out. Still, we might this need to Russell. pause for a minute. <laughs> all right, oh, Russell. That automatically plays when you get spanked enough. That's terrible. All right. So let's get right into. So please, guys, when we're at the end of one of these shows. And you know I played the wrong song clip because you know it's like, oh, this is actually the rating system. It's very popular and patented. So help me out next time, please. I know you guys are paying attention. At no stuff. point at the end of the show is anyone just trying to go to bed. It never happens no. that anybody no. is just trying to get off the get yeah. off the Zoom, get ready for their day the next day. That never is the case. Let's get into our voicemail. Oh, so stupid. Get a voicemail. Our listeners. Dumb shit listeners. And I gotta say this. What we're doing. So dumb. This is a double voicemail and I'm actually going to replay it in reverse order received on my phone. I just want to say both of these calls were received in the afternoon, like scary in the afternoon, like two in the afternoon. So, okay. Keep that in mind. Wait, what's scary about the afternoon? You, know, you hear these voicemails. You're going to be like, these were in the afternoon. That's weird. 
Okay, Matt from New York again. So I know I just left a short message that had me looking very smart and super cool. Now I'm going to play that message second. So let's keep that in mind that he thinks the second message I'm about to play is makes him very smart and very cool. So our kind of guy, really. I wanted to leave it at that. But right after calling, I went for a walk, got back on the pod, and what do you know? Aaron starts talking about William Elliott Whitmore like none of his listeners would know who that is. <laughs> Frankly, I find it a bit patronizing. <laughs> two of your most devoted foot priests, witness Elliot, William Elliot Whitmore, consumed somewhere between seven and, I don't know, 15 shots of bourbon during a show less than two months ago. Yes! Like he doesn't even understand the fan base. You don't understand it, Aaron. I don't understand. I didn't know. God, I'm so excited to hear from this. This is amazing. Aaron, it, it's important. You have to understand when you are talking about our dumb shit fans who are absolutely the scum of the earth and the bottom of my boot, okay? I've yep. stepped in dog shit with a higher IQ than our fans. Yep. You cannot patronize them. You have to respect them, okay? Some of them know who that's, whoever that serial killer is that you mentioned, whatever his name was, <laughs> with the three names. He's actually a big deal, and he does sound like a guy who would drink whiskey during a concert. In New York, I need to know if he played Black Iowa Dirt, so I hope this listener will call in again and let us know. Rob, say that. Is, this, is this the guy who invited you to his birthday and then you just didn't show up? <laughs> just the same guy? First of all, it was just a party. I don't. I, was it a birthday? I don't remember that. Now I feel doubly <laughs> bad if it was a... a what kind of what kind of adults just, just throw a party anymore? What, what, what kind of freak does that? <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, hey, I'm gonna have a party. How old are yeah, we? Why not? You gotta have a reason uh, for a party. Let me show you example A, uh, Mr. Kid and Mr. Play. If you remember, they had a few house parties. They fell through, but out of control. Okay, so what that was, was actually what was the first quite fun. voicemail from this dumb shit. Uh, well, we're not done with this voicemail yet. Oh, oh I got. Let's hear some. Speaking of which, I know I'm supposed to have another question to call in, so here it goes. Do any of your other listeners have phones, or is it just me? Yeah, I agree with this guy. What the fuck is that to other listeners? They are sending me emails. They are sending me comments on the Instagram. All of that takes me so much work to put it into a thing and have uh, Casey Kasem say it out loud. I mean, to dig up the body of Casey. There's just Casey Kasem. I'm I'm being dug. I'm being disinterred from my tomb and made to do voiceovers. Okay, that was my good Casey Kasem impression. Do you choose calling somebody over texting them anymore? Never. No, is it always no, text? No. And you do just, you like? Do you like getting phone calls? Because I can tell you, I don't like getting phone calls anymore. Did you just you text just me, call, let me know. Didn't right? you and your mom just call Rob like no more than a week ago over his incessant talk about his junk? That was my mother-in-law. Oh, well, that was yeah. important. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was important. And when they ask you to do something, you got to do it. Yeah, you yeah. can't say no to that. I like getting phone calls from certain certain people, but for the most part, yeah, I just text. It yeah. goes like this, right? It goes, the hierarchy is this. It's like text in from less psycho to more psycho when you, when you do right. one of these. It goes text, and then it goes uh, voice phone call, right? And then it's FaceTime call, right? And then the most yeah. psycho thing that's ever happened to me is that Suzanne, my friend Suzanne, called me on the Peloton the other day. Like, just a straight-up Peloton <laughs> call. That's, that's, that's like a 10 that? out of 10 psycho level. Yeah. I oh, yeah. Yeah, you can. So she just said, hey, Peloton, call Rob. <laughs> Did you have your shirt on? No, of course not. I'm on my Peloton. Okay? That's why she called. She was like, I hope yeah. to see. She's like. I'm just trying to see shirtless Rob. So she called him on the Peloton. Well, you know what my nickname in high school was? Is the deli counter. <laughs> the deli counter? Yeah, I had all the finest cuts of beef over here. You know what I mean? It was like, oh. <laughs> okay. And my nipples look like pepperonis. 
I think the worst phone call I've gotten in the last few years is my mom usually doesn't call me, but she called me one day in like the middle of the afternoon. Oh, and no. I was like, oh my God, no. someone has to be dead, right? Yeah. Like, why else would my mom be calling me right now? And then it turned out she was just calling and wondering if I would give her a ride to the airport in like six months because she was planning a trip to Phoenix. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. But you don't need to call and make me think that like someone has passed away at, at like yeah. noon on a Tuesday. Hey, mom, let me think about it. How about this? Fuck and you. No way I'm bringing your ass to the airport. Okay? How about instead of getting this phone, download an app called Uber. Get your own goddamn ride. God damn right? it. How far is it from the airport? What the hell? Russell's like, oh, you're going to be at the airport, so nobody's going to be there like by your records and stuff. Yes, I'll take you there. Don't call my phone, mom. Call Rob's Peloton if you need somebody. Yeah. Jesus. He'll get to me on the on the podcast. I'll tell you, when it when you see the Peloton camera, it's got to look a lot like what it looks like having sex with me. It's got to look so silly. Because <laughs> it really, okay, here we go. Ready? I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm going to get close to the camera. I don't, I, this is not, this is, wait, no one asked for this. Is this you, you're really only getting half. Yes, yes, it is. Aaron. Just picture now. I'm all sweaty. Yeah, right. I'm all sweaty, and the camera's like this. I'm like super close. Like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. It's pretty hard. I thought it was gonna be harder, but it's pretty hard. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's you know you can only do this for so long. Yeah, my butt hurts too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, uh, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm actually, I'm done. Okay, goodbye. See ya. <laughs> or maybe the ride goes on for too long, right? You know what I mean? Everybody's actually, that's less fun. The marathon oh. ride. Like sometimes you think the shorter ride, like, oh, it's so emasculating to do a shorter ride, but sometimes actually just doing a short ride would be good and everybody would probably what, be happier with it. Rob, what is the perfect oh, length for a quote-unquote Peloton ride? Uh, oh, I don't know. At this point, I would say uh, any from zero to infinite amount would be a perfect amount. Okay, because right now my Peloton is uh, it's out of commission. Okay, it's uh, I need to. I don't know if my shoes my shoes don't fit. I think there's something wrong. The seat height is wrong. I'm not sure what it is. The Peloton stock price is plummeting. Yeah, the Peloton seems to go to bed way earlier than I do. So it's, sometimes it's hard to make those schedules match up. The, the schedule for Peloton is like. You know when you on Peloton you can click on the calendar and see when the next ride is planned. I just click yes. and it just says nothing. It just says absolutely nothing is planned. And then I say, hey, are we gonna do any rides planned? And they're like, oh yeah, definitely. We should set that up. We should like set a day or whatever. And then it never really circles around. You know, maybe like today, like you took a nap thinking maybe a Peloton would come and hop in the bed with you and instead. Uh, stayed outside and did not at all. Your subscription has expired. And you woke up and then it was time to do the podcast and you're like. Oh, actually, this is pretty disappointing. I thought this I'd be waking up to something else, but this is fine too. I, I'd be waking up to a Peloton ride, but I guess instead, uh, it's gonna instead be it's an elliptical where you're just moving your hands around the it's whole lot. Right? Yeah, it's gonna be that thing at the gym where you curl the the yes. weight up and curl it back down. It's like that mirror, you know, that mirror workout thing they have where that you um, the mirror your, workout. Yeah, you film yourself jerking off in the mirror, and you have to send it to some what? guy in Europe. You guys don't have that. I got a subscription. I think I got ripped off. Honestly, I think it's. The ads made this look different. Like there were classes and stuff. It wasn't just a guy yelling at me in uh, Romanian over the phone. I don't know. Listen, I don't know how to turn this to euros and I'm going to try to get it to you. I don't know why you want so many iTunes gift cards along with this video, but listen, I love the mirror. I, you know, I'm working out with it. I think it's really good. Okay, so let's get to the second half of that uh, voicemail. 
Hey guys, uh, Matt from New York. Uh, hey, Matt, that fucking idiot Ninja. called us twice in one day. This is terrible. You guys talked right over the fucking voicemail. Okay, I'm going to play it again. Here we go. So here's the second voicemail from Matt. Hey guys, uh, Matt from New York. Uh, how do you feel about hand jobs? Okay, so he came in. That was now. I just want to remind you. That was the first what? call. That was the first call where he then called back and said, I actually had a call that made you look really so I'm gonna go around. Now I, the now room. I know. I, now I know why you skipped this guy's birthday party, Rob. Uh, questions like this. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it kind of sounds like it would have been an awesome birthday party. Okay, so we're gonna move on. I assume we're not actually gonna talk about what we think about hand jobs. <laughs> well, who's gonna turn it down? You're not gonna turn it down. I mean, oh no, uh, no. Sorry, my lady. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Yeah, I mean, hey. Excuse me. I'm reading my Wheel of Time science fiction series. <laughs> I don't have time for such things. Yeah, yeah. I'm busy over here listening to Elliot Widmore sing about the black Iowa dirt. Oh my god, it's true. It's probably it's probably a good handjob song. I'll check it out. Let you guys know. (laughs) It's probably good. No, this isn't right. This isn't right. You're allowed to get another beer. You don't have to stick to one beer tonight. Different song. It's true though. Do you know what would be probably the best handjob song of all time? I don't want to know. Anything with a double drum, you're like, ah. Oh. I feel like I kind of, I mean, I do wonder, and I, I, I had like I had a thing at work today where we're like, I'm, I'm on a committee. We talked about some stuff, and people started talking about like, well, this is a cool project, but what's the opportunity cost of doing this project? Not here to talk about opportunity cost, but I do wonder. Oh my God, I was just like, at your work what? for five seconds, and I want to jump out a what? window. That sounds terrible. What is going on? And like, all respect to Matt. Like, thank you for calling. Thank you for going to a William Elliott Whitmore show. I, I need yeah, to, I to, need to nice learn to more about this. Morons. I need to know everything about that. But I also like, how, how are you? Like, Matt, like Rob is right. Like Rob's right. Like at some point in the afternoon, he was doing whatever he was doing. He was like, well, I wonder Rob's what the right. it. better guys think about hand jobs. Like, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. why, why is he thinking about us during hand jobs? Like what's going on in this guy's life? Maybe he's, he's he's following that Rob. Remember Rob gave us that play where if you were get, about to go too fast, you got to start thinking about Aaron, <laughs> Dude, right? Did it better. That's what it is. He's using the, the playbook. Yep. Well, sorry. Sorry if this was your soundtrack to some lovemaking and now we've screwed it all up by having this erotic conversation. Very good. All right. And man hates it. He put it in the chat. He goes, I hate him. So, okay. So somebody spoiled it. He doesn't I don't like know. him. Wait, is Matt I just feel I feel like he's on some sort of long con or something like that. Like he's asking these questions. He's invited Rob to a party, all sorts of stuff. Like this is all this is all mm. gonna, he's playing chess. We're playing checkers. This is culminating towards something in like the year 2033 with Rob involved somehow. So I don't know. I'm con- I, I'm interested in that in that sort of uh, saying, though, like. Could Gary Kasparov huh? like if Gary Kasparov just switched to checkers, would he just destroy everyone in the world in checkers? Or would the world's best checkers player beat the world's best chess player at checkers? Is chess inherently better than checkers? Like, or if you were great at checkers, could you beat a great chess player at checkers if they cross over into your? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Matt's, Matt's talking about chess and checkers. Well, I, it's been the ch- chess players who can see like eight to ten moves ahead. Yeah, are like the the masters, yes. right? Agreed, that's yeah. the one. Totally, and so. I mean, again, checkers, there's only like 10 moves in the whole game. So I'm I'm guessing it's kind of like a, 
what is it called? A tic-tac-toe. You know what I mean? There's like two ways to win and a million ways to lose. And if you just do the one or two ways to win. So right. I don't know. Or it's I like think. when pilot, it's like when pile of shit two used to play Euchre. Like at some point the hands just play themselves. <laughs> okay. So go back to episode 25 of you and hear about pile of shit two and what the fuck we're talking about with that. Oh my God. What a good callback. Did I ever tell you guys though, when I was in high school, I was actually, uh, they, they had these one man chess tournaments. Yeah. I reached the rank of hand master. Hand master. Just got, just got to make sure you don't take your hand off that piece before you double down yeah, yeah. and you king me, right? Yeah. They're like, you actually have a lot of time left on your clock. And I'm like, I don't need it. Yeah. Check and I'm good. Uh, rolling going. Rosie, how's it going with you? Uh, it's going really good. I had a, I had a, I had a really nice week. Uh, I, um, let's see. I, I like to do like, man, I like to, I like to rattle off a few, um, milestones. It was Dilla day. On Tuesday, Dilla's birthday, and I bought myself uh, Dilla's record donuts for Christmas. So I finally unwrapped that one and um, played it on Tuesday night. So that was a nice, uh, nice time. And related to that, I finally started washing my records. It's a great name for an album, don't you think? Donuts. donuts? Yeah, it's fantastic. That's I should have brought it in here to show you guys. Yeah. It even has it has like a very Simpsons style album cover with a with a bite taken out of the donut. It's really really beautiful. Nice. And I've started washing my vinyl, um, so that's a Wait, nice what? way for... Is that a euphemism? What? what? Yeah. No, I... You're I, washing so I've, your vinyl. Yeah, I've been having a lot of static problems with my, with my records, and so I oh. did some research, and the best way to rid yourself of static problems is to wet wash your vinyl. So oh, I got oh, some no. uh, groove washer, <laughs> some groove washer G3 groove fluids. Groove like washer? Yep. yep. That was my nickname in high school. Yeah, oh. so I got the groove oh, washer... No. <laughs> And I can sit there like in the evening. We started watching Succession finally. So, yeah, you know, throw on some episodes of Succession. I can sit there and wash my vinyl while we watch the show. It's really it's it's therapeutic. It's kind of zen. I enjoy it. I did also I I sent you guys a picture. I I did wash uh, my vinyl while I was on the clock at work uh, at one point this week because I had some time. I had some time before a meeting. So I washed my vinyl. So that was good. Can you imagine um, you log into a meeting and here's a guy like rubbing a record like with a <laughs> 10 different rags of varying like, I, you know. I would immediately say that guy's playing chess and I'm playing chess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm just washing all my records. I play them so much that their grooves need to be blown out or whatever, though. You yeah, were it's true. No, I mean, because the first time you play it after like an older record, the first time you play it after you wash it, you're actually like. Bringing up some dirt out of the grooves, and so you got to play it once you know before what? it sounds clean. That's happened to yeah. me too. If the record doesn't get played enough, sometimes you got to blast out some dirt. And it's yeah, like, you yeah. can't. Yeah, you got to <laughs> brush that off. Matt, what's up? Do you think I'm just? I'm trying to again. I'm trying to put a lot of things together here, Rose. Do you think it's a good idea to be washing your records in front of your people that you work with? <laughs> like, do you think they say like, oh, you know, we know what Rosie's production is. Like, yeah, his, we right. know what his output is, right? But if he comes on and he's actually like cleaning his records, like this guy yeah. has enough time to clean his records. Yeah. Do you think that's a, it's know, probably not a good like, idea. I, sw- I probably should have turned the camera off for that one. Just like when I had my shirt off, I should have turned the camera off when I had my shirt off at, at work? work. Oh no, that's, that's the best. No, <laughs> I, <that> happen. <laughs> I hate doing home chores. If I ever reach the point where I've got to wash my records, I'm throwing all that shit out. <laughs> I am not washing any records. I will throw everything away before I watch a record. Yeah, there is a point, Russell, where there's it's just time to like buy it's buy something new, right? Yeah, I know. I I think you know, especially the record thing, depending on how old and you know, if you actually have like the original press and things like that, that I think you get into, Rosie. I mean, I can see where that 
I enjoy it. It'd be very therapeutic. Be very therapeutic. Even new records can benefit from a wash because new records come statically charged. I don't get what you mean by benefit. You put them on, they fucking play. Like what is the, what happens when you wash them? You get rid of the, first of all, you get rid of the static charge. Oh God, Uh, shut up about that. We know. Yeah, it's true. Rob, you're a science teacher. I mean, you might have to bleep that, but you get, you like science. <laughs> I do like science. It's true. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, and I've got like, I've got an old, old uh, pressing of giant steps by Coltrane. So that was fun to like wash that up, see how it sounded. So I've been enjoying that. Wash um, it up and see how it sounded. I mean, what happens when you put it on the record after you wash it, does it go like this? Like, <laughs> and you couldn't pick an album that had words when I to do that joke too. I had to do it to a Coltrane album called We Do, We Do, We Do. You know it, you know, but you know the album. That's that one's coming yeah. up at some point yeah. in the top two fifty. That was the one where you said, "Hey, listen to how this album starts." And we're like, "Wow, it all starts with blah." Nah, 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 nah. Um, but I do before before my rolling going time is up, and I can see that uh, I'm getting the Muppet hook from off the stage here. Um, I got to shout out a couple That's of what our Russell favorite. Calls it. Got to shout out a couple of favorite Beck did a better <laughs> listeners because hey, if you you'll recall, it looks like a Gonzo nose. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's so blue. Why is it blue? Yeah, because it hasn't been washed. You got to pull yeah. that thing out, wash the groups. Uh, many months ago, I asked you guys if I should see Dune in the theater, and I thought, and I didn't at that time, and I thought the opportunity had passed me by. Yeah, but uh, I had a I had a birthday in January. Um, my wife and son. Purchased me a movie ticket for my birthday. I went to see Dune in the theater. It was fucking amazing. I had Good. so much fun. Super enjoyed. Did you go it. by yourself? Yeah. There was, Isn't that great? Oh, God, Isn't it going marvelous. to movies by yourself? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I loved it. It was so great. Went after my son went to bed. Perfect night. Super enjoyed it. Um, showed my son the trailer the night before. So then when I got up in the morning, he needed to know all about the sandworms. So then for a whole weekend, he was playing Paul Atreides and sandworms. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was fantastic. Daddy, so. daddy, put my hand in the Joan Gabar. And you're like, come Ooh, on. Yes. More Joan like Gabar. It, we have to you, do this Rob, again. Ah, uh, nice, Rob. You've read, you've read Dune. I like it. Oh, what I've, you? I've read the books where they, he starts fucking his sister. That's the next couple of books where they, he starts fucking his sister. They turn into giant worms. I read the other books. It's weird. I'm not going to do it. No, I've only read the first one. <laughs> What is your guy's style when you go to a movie? Where do you try to sit? Like, are you a middle, middle, center, center? Are you back corner? Where front. do you guys sit when you go to a movie? Second row. Middle, no middle, right. Yep. I want it like a VR middle goggle. Middle. I don't want to see anybody else. I'm not there to look at a big TV. I am looking there to look at a huge fucking screen in front of me. That's what I want. When I saw Boss Baby 2, I was in the second row. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It put me right in the experience. Yeah. Cried my eyes out. My kid makes fun of me almost every week and goes, you cried at Boss Baby 2 and laughs at me. My own child. I know you don't. Yeah, I know you don't have a brother, but did did it make you cry when they like finally figured yes. out? Yes, yes. I cried my eyes out at Boss Baby too. It's terrible. Yeah, middle yeah. middle for me. Middle middle. I used to be back, like very farthest back you could be in the middle, kind of a thing. But I don't know. I've been more of a middle middle guy lately. So yeah, I gave Aaron the jerk off motion. He <laughs> not exactly. That's the only reason you go sit in the back. Cleaning those grooves, huh? Yeah, is to be like, well, Creed Two is not very good. Well, time to jerk it, I guess. <laughs> That's the way it goes. So, sorry, babe, I gotta leave. I gotta wash my records. If yeah. you know what I'm saying, James Brown is not grooves. James Brown is not the only one coming to America in this movie. Creed Two did not live up to Creed One. I like Creed Two, but Creed 2, Creed Creed itself was way better than Creed Two. Well, that's from a guy who washes his records out of the regular. So I don't know if you want to take 
his opinion for the whole lot of stock. Uh, Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. Things are going really well. As you guys know, I was in, I took a trip to Fort Lauderdale uh, about a week ago. So I was down there. And when I was down there, I, I heard about this bar. It's kind of a music themed bar. So I thought I would tell you guys about it. Oh, I want to hear the about bar, it. The bar was funny. called the 27 Bar. It is a bar oh, that God. kind of has celebrates all oh, the no. famous musicians that died when they wow. were 27. 27. So you get there and they've got murals on the wall of Hendrix, Joplin, Morrison, Cobain, all these famous artists that died when they wow. were 27. So I guess got, I got to get your guys. Sounds feeling. fun. Before I tell you about the bar, do you think that the 27 bar experience would be a positive experience or a negative experience? I, it would have negative. to be ins- positive, right? I'm good. I'm going to say it's insanely negative, right? You're just surrounded <laughs> by people like, Hey, how did this person die? Well, they actually choked on their own vomit. How did this person <laughs> die? Well, they drank too much and choked on their vomit. Hey, can I get another uh, rum and Coke over here, please? <laughs> and make the cherries extra chunky. Like, uh, do, do you have a, you have any sleeping pills? Yeah. But no, yeah. I think it'd be positive, right? Cause you can, you can ignore the, how they died part and just enjoy the, you know, how they flew too close to the sun part. The, the whole time I was there, I was just thinking how much more successful I was than all these people on the wall. I made it so much further. In life. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt your story, Russell, but I saw, but, I saw today that there is a, there's a, and this is a definite, uh, I'm too old, uh, take. I saw there's a hip hop producer whose name is Cash Cobain, which is an amazing name. But also like the name Cobain now is like fully gone beyond what anyone could understand. Like I would never use the word Cobain like that. That shit is too sad. But, you know, yeah. some young kid is like, yeah, I'm gonna call myself Cash Cobain because like the word doesn't mean anything. So maybe maybe things like the 27 well, bar are helping people get past that stuff. What the 90s to us right now, the 90s to kids now is like the don't 60s just then. Oh, it's, I mean, it's 30 oh, years, God, man. It's it. the way it is. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. All right. I'm ready to hear the rest of Russell's rolling going. <laughs> my back hurts. Let me tell you guys about how my back hurts recently. <laughs> Sleeping wrong. Messed me up. I went to this bar and I decided I came across five factors to a bar where if you come across a bar that has these five factors, it's an automatic loser. There's, you're you're not gonna have a good time. Oh, loser! Talking about bars is my sweet spot. This means that it's a loser bar, like not a good bar. It, it's bound to be a disaster. You're bound okay. to. You will not have a good time if these gotcha. five factors are at the bar. The first one. Let's see what you guys think of it. It is a bar tucked back in an industrial area, and there is nothing else around it. Industrial area, nothing else around it. What are your guys' thoughts? Yeah, probably not. They probably had to shove it in there. They probably got a good, good uh, lease rate or something like that, and that's why it's back there. It's not like on Main and Main or something oh, like that. You know, there's a reason that that's wheelhouse. Yeah, there's a reason that there's like Main Streets, right? And like oh. the best bars in town are on Main Street or the corner yeah. of Main and First or whatever yeah. it is. And so, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah, you don't want to have to walk past the RoboCop Sludge Factory to get to your favorite bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm okay with the bar in the industrial area if. Two conditions. One, do they have a shot in a beer special for under $10? And do they have any kind of food? Any kind. Could It It could be pickled what? eggs behind the bar. It could be one of those old pizza ovens on the bar. Just any, like anything you can do to keep yourself from Four vomiting. Brines. Yeah, whatever it takes. Like then I'm, then I'm down to go. How about this though? Is it, 
in an industrial area that is now being gentrified. Yeah. So like there's a bunch of apartments around. So if you guys <laughs> notice, part of the factor one was in an industrial area with nothing else yeah. around. Okay. Yeah. No, this is a bar. That's the big difference. <laughs> this is one of these corporate bars where you go into and for some reason everything is like hammered chrome, right? It's all steel, yeah. like it's it's all chrome all over the walls. And it's named like BJ Wizzies or something. And there's no like <laughs> Like you can just tell they went to some store online. They were like, do you want your bar to look like this? All right. The second factor I determined is this will guarantee you're going to a bad bar. If you pull up in your Uber in this industrial area with nothing else around it, and there are multiple police cars sitting out in front of the front of the bar, I think it's a bad sign. What do you guys think? No way. That rocks. That's Get a good in sign. That bar yeah, right that's now. a good sign. Are the cops in there drinking? If the cops are in there drinking, you're in good. Like, then you can, you don't even need that Uber. You should have driven yourself. Like, Definitely not in there drinking. Definitely yeah. sitting outside uh, okay, waiting for the next member of the 27 club. That reminds me of my gym. Used, my gym used to be next to a strip club in, in Queens. And uh, you can imagine a strip club in Queens is a questionable place to start with. But I would walk by and on the uh, on the poster outside, they said, coming next week, uh, the guy with the longest neck in the world is hosting. And it was this guy. If you've ever seen the guy with the long neck, like where he's got the really, really long neck, he's like. Look it up sometime. Just like DJ Longneck, I think is his name. I think there's a sign that says coming next week, just hanging above Rob's Peloton. Just like, no, it's like one of those. No, ones. it's terrible. <laughs> no, the Peloton is not. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> Peloton is not at all. Uh, but DJ Longneck was like, hey, I'm here. So here's an idea, right? Where you'd go to a strip club. And I hope you're looking at a picture of DJ Longneck right now, because it's going to make this. It's going to make. What's his name? Can somebody tell me his name? Look it up real quick. Daddy Longneck. He comes up. <laughs> Daddy Longneck is his name. It's not even DJ Longneck. It's Daddy Longneck. Okay. So can you see this picture of Daddy Longneck? Check this out. Do you see it's him? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a long ass neck. That name is a, I cannot believe he's named Daddy Longneck because his neck is so long. So you would go to a strip club in between dances. You know what I mean? They'd be like, come on up cinnamon. Quit your grinning. Drop your linen. It's cinnamon. Get all the singles, fellas. And then they'd be like, and now daddy long neck. You'd be like, wait, what? This is, this is whiplash. And then it'd be like another. And then I walked a little bit farther, Russell. And on the, uh, on the light post next to the strip club said, uh, this guy is wanted for slashing somebody with a razor at the strip club that you just walked by. And I was like, Oh, you got to imagine when Daddy Longneck finds out that there's people getting slashed with a razor. He's like, I got to get out of here. That's like the number one fear I have. I mean, look how long right. my neck is. <laughs> if he has a bad shaving incident, he's going down. He's going to be in the 27 club. My Achilles neck. The next thing that jumped out to me about this bar, a sign of a terrible bar. If you go to the bar and all their drinks are served in small plastic cups, not even like the big 16 ounce plastic cup. But like the eight ounce small plastic cup. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, you need a big drink. You need a big drink. You're not cleaning your teeth after brushing them with one of those little damn Dixie cups. Get me a big cup. This has happened in New York, too, where they're not giving like a double rum and Coke doesn't come in the big glasses anymore. They're just giving it in a regular glass and saying, oh, it's fine. It's not fine. This is where, once again, I say if a shot in that little plastic cup plus a bottle of High Life is $10 or less, I will go to that bar. That's it. I mean, I'm not worried yet. <laughs> No, small cups out, Russell. I want big cups. It, it seems like Aaron's in on this one. I think this might be the one that puts Aaron over the edge. I don't know, but we'll find out. I have not seen By the way, this Russell, a, sounds yeah. like it would be a ton of fun to go on vacation with you so far. Going to this <laughs> yes. bar. Sounds like a blast. <laughs> so 
Yeah, we're going to go to this bar where all these people died at 27. Are we going to a cool spot on the beach? Hey, we're in Fort Lauderdale. We should just live it up and have a good time. Yeah, we got this bar. They all died when they're 27. They got small drinks in the middle of nowhere. industrial park. Just w- go under the police tape. Go under the police tape when you go in. Yeah, you can just go under. It's actually not a crime scene. It's not an active crime scene. You know, it's fine. Speaking of crime scenes, I would imagine a lot of crimes happened because of this thing. This bar featured, and I don't see these at many bars anymore, the punching bag machine where you go up and you hit the punching bag yes. oh, as hard wow. as you can. So you've got like the the alpha males in there that are all trying to punch that punching oh, bag no. as hard as they can. And it's almost getting too intense. What are your guys' thoughts on the punching bag machine at the bar? I have never, have you, has any of you ever never used seen, that? I've never seen no. something like this. I, I watched people use it a week ago, though. But were you tempted at all, Russell, to get up there and see how hard you could punch? Or was it kind no. of thing where once somebody got up there, everybody watched? There were people watching, but I wanted to stay as far away from it as possible. I wanted no part of it. I've never seen anything like this, and I I need to know everything about it. Like, what's the, I mean, how is it measured? Is it in pounds per square inch or something? How, how do they measure the punching power? Yes, this is the I think science it's the question. Force like. at which the bag flies back up. So the thing it comes oh, down. Okay. And then you punch it and it goes boosh, you know, right up into the ceiling again. And so it's that force okay. of which yeah, so did anyone win or so it's yeah. like a Rocky Four situation, right? Where he's running around the gym punching, and then you would see his punching power in PSI. Did anyone win by a vast margin, or was it like pretty, you know, pretty close between the competitors? I, I was just watching people who would probably be at a bar called the Twenty Seven Club, drinking plastic <laughs> cups with cops outside in an industrial area, punching a punching bag as hard as they could at a bar area. And I did. Yeah, I'm sorry, Russell. I'm, I'm sorry. You haven't you haven't turned me off on this one yet. I'm still You're I'm in. still there. I'm still in. Yeah, I'm still in. Aaron's trash, man. Aaron's just straight <laughs> trash. Now, Russell, did you have a date at this bar? At any point, were you tempted to get up and show off your date with your punching power? Popeye style? Um, no. I was not <laughs> tempted to go show off. At any point, did you ask your date, do you want to go punch the bag? Because that's actually my fetish. No. Yeah. All right. Here, here's the last thing. This one might This one might be, if Aaron's made it this far, maybe this one could finish it off. The music is blaring super loud, and the bartenders are singing and dancing to the song, the Laffy Taffy song. You know that? Remember that song? Yeah, I got all Lappy Tappy or whoever that song is. I want is. that bubble gum. Want that Chico stick. Girl, cause you so thick. They call me John LaRancher cause I stay so hard. Yeah, I know that one. So, so maybe Aaron, that should, I should send you the address. This might be right up Aaron's alley. I love bartenders dancing and singing the songs. I, it, it tickles me every time I see it. I love it. I can't you get like enough it. of it. I do. I think we got to go. It does go. seem like something that's not up your alley, Russell. It's, it seems very much like they're taking a 15-minute break on you. It's one of those bars <laughs> you've gone to yet again. It was, I think so taking a 15-minute break on you, that. that's from the Chuck Berry episode. Would this bar host a live podcast? Yeah, we probably. Fire. Aaron's <laughs> yes. on fire right now, for sure. I, I don't know. Ultimately, I decided I don't need to go back to the 27 Club, but I realized any bar that's going to celebrate people who died young because they died young yeah. is probably not where I need to be going to get my drinks. It's gimmicky. It's a gimmicky. It's gimmicky. You're right, man. Usually gimmicky bars don't do well. You see last. Russell walk in. You see Russell walk in and it's like uh, it's all posters of like, uh, you know, the queen. Uh, or like Prince Philip and then like uh, 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 Stephen Wait, Hawking. It's like all these people that died of old age. And he's like, ah, yes, a bar for me. It's about people who died old ass people. Like, Betty hey, White. Betty White's going up on the mirror. We're like, yeah, she was old as hell. Oh, that yeah, Methuselah's up bar. in here. Noah, yeah, yeah. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Aaron. I know what you're talking about too, but uh, we don't have time. To talk. We don't have time to get into it. Rolling going, man. How's it going with you? Uh, good, good. I'll try to be quick. Uh, do you guys, I'm trying to figure out what like, what sports center used to be back when we were kids. Oh, yeah. church. I, I couldn't get enough. It was of it, church. Right? But like, but now I swear to God that 90% of sports center is discussing NBA trades or potential mm-hmm. NBA trades or what's going on with LeBron or why LeBron's not working. Right. And it is like the worst thing in the world. Right. You guys, am, am I old? Am I old, crotchety no, old man on totally this? Right. No, I used, gone? no, man. I used to like. I would on summer mornings. I would watch Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann. I would yeah. watch the same episode of Sports Center for three hours straight because the jokes were good, the banter was good. Yeah. It was a ton of highlights. You'd always catch something new. I don't watch anymore. I watch Van Pelt sometimes, but otherwise, I don't watch Sports Center yeah. anymore. But I feel like what it used to be was it used to be like the two guys were basically like giving like a recap of the game yeah. right and it was like you had highlights and you had the game and maybe like a quick interview or no something no one cares about the game anymore it's like the podcast no one gives a shit about but the see, music but see this is what i think i think that so espn thinks that people actually give a shit what their like stupid announcers have to say because all it is is like opinions back and forth it's like four people in a semicircle yeah talking back and forth but and who cares what those people have to say? Right. Just get to the highlights. Well, don't and say show that. the highlights of all the games. Don't say that when I'm looking at a Zoom of the four of us. You know, like, <laughs> I don't think we need to say like who cares. It's not important. Maybe to think about like who is Sex watching pistols, this stuff. Aaron, Rob, Matt, what do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you what. This album is the greatest album of all time. Yes. No, that's where you're wrong, Rob. Oh my this god, is only I can't the third you said that. Oh album. my god. And let me tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. You know, it's like. Oh, the Peloton is a metaphor for having sex. Uh. <laughs> I bet those dumb shits have like a ranking system and everything whole, for everyone, every, every game they, they watch. Yeah. Oh. But it's the same thing that happened to MTV, right? Yeah. Like you used to see music videos and now it's just, I don't even know is what it is. I haven't seen on? MTV in like 10 years. I, <laughs> I am looking for a sound machine behind Matt or a sound machine. God damn it. I am looking for a time <laughs> right. machine. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So hold on. This, this seems to be like... <laughs> It seems to be like from about 10 years ago, this take. I, uh, yeah, MTV yeah. doesn't even play videos anymore. All they play is the grind that I recorded on my it's VCR. It's just the real world. I get on there and it's just Eric B. having an argument with him. Yeah. Teen Mom 2. Teen Mom OG. Teen Mom OG reunion. Teen Mom 2 But this goes OG back to reunion. this whole watching TV, right? Like we would just watch whatever's on because you were stuck watching it. You didn't have any other options. Right. My kid yeah. is watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air with my wife. And she is the thing that blows her away more than anything else. Anything else is the live studio audience. She cannot comprehend oh, really? that yeah. there was a live studio audience and they would laugh and she's like, who is that? And we're like, well, that's the live <laughs> studio audience. She's like, what? 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 Why? What? And we're like, yeah, they had people there to watch them perform. She's like, why? So, and I sounds was like, like a live podcast. Isn't that what we're shooting for? Yeah, at the at bar 27. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Can you guys imagine? I mean, just imagine having to have like, a laugh track in the back to that make it, it sound like that should do it. Yeah. To make it sound like maybe like <laughs> things are really funny or like things are going well. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane. When you play those that I'm hearing them in my headphones and I think like, Am I laughing right now? I don't know. Why am I laughing? I didn't know I was laughing. Oh, no. It's it, you're talking. How are you laughing? You're talking. So I can't. Oh, he didn't like that. That was Matt sitting in the back of the theater. Speaking of speaking of ESPN and putting a biscuit in the basket, Rob yes. Rolling going, how's it going with you? 
Listen, I was tested this week, okay? You know how I feel about theater, right? Anti-theater, anti-culture. If it is if it is not a comedy, I don't want to go see it. My wife's like, listen, we got tickets to go see the new Harry Potter show. Or not new, the old one, Cursed Child. So it's like, a, it's a, it was a five and a half hour play. Oh, Oof. Oh, that would long. go over two nights. You had to go back two oh, nights in a row. What? Or something like that. No. I mean, if, if you get through that without getting a divorce, you're, you deserve a <laughs> They award. cut it down to three and a half hours. So this is Harry Potter and the Cursed Child on oh Broadway. They cut it down to three and a half hours. And you can tell exactly where they made the cuts because literally when Harry Potter's kid goes to Hogwarts, they're like, first year. And then they just yell out, second year, third year. And everybody like runs around and does that theater shit where it shows like the passage of time or whatever. And you're like, wow, that he got right through high school at Hogwarts. And so I was like, I don't know about this show. I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it. I don't like I'm a Harry Potter guy. I like Harry Potter. But three and a half hours on a Thursday on a school night with like two kids and they're asking me. How are you going to say you're a Harry Potter guy and. And but not a big Harry Potter guy. You missed the choice, missed the chance for big Harry Potter. I, guy I won't. Show. I will never make that mistake. I, I will never say we, that. Actually, this might be part of my game later on. Can we save that? <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So here's so here's the deal: is that I I absolutely fell in love. I was oh. blown away by the show. It was one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Oh, I loved it. If you at if you enjoy Harry Potter at all, you have to go check out the Cursed Child. It's like alternate timelines. So it's like all these conversations that you wanted to see happen or like these things where it's like, oh, I wish this character got to talk to this character. I wish we got to talk to this character when we knew they were a good guy or whatever. And it was just so satisfying. The effects were amazing. Anytime they did a time warp, it looked like the whole stage was rippling. I was absolutely blown away until we got to the intermission. Okay. So the intermission, I've got a couple issues. I got two issues. Number one, it gets the intermission. I think this podcast has fucked up my brain like permanently because Agreed. everyone in my family yep. ordered milk duds. Everyone <laughs> yeah. in my family got milk duds for candy. Yes. And I looked at them and I said, what are you guys doing? And they said, we're getting milk duds. And I said, nobody likes milk duds. And it, and everyone that was you're, there you're with wrong, us. Rob. Yeah, you're, you're wrong, Rob. You're in the wrong. Yes, yeah. I am wrong. You, you, I am you know, we, we got to stop you. You, you. You love food. You always love your poke bowls. You talk about certain food you love. So I soft. think you've got Easy really bad taste in foods. You have a lot of you have a lot of things that like you all, you will only eat ice cream, but only like a certain type of ice cream. You you don't like any other desserts. I do. You don't like any candy except for the gross candy, like Three Musketeers and Junior Mints and peppermint I, patties. I was talking to people at work, and you know what I realized? You know what one of my favorite sandwiches is too? What? Hot sandwiches, not toasted. I don't like them toasted, but I like when you just put them in the oh, microwave and get them no. hot. So you can yeah. eat because if they're toasted, they're so crunchy. And I'm like, oh, I really so do just up. love soft food. Oh, no. I love hot, mushy sandwiches. You give me a French dip, and I get to dip it in there, and it just put it in my mouth and turns to mush. Guys, I'm a mush head. Oh, no. I love mush. I'm a mush freak. Oh no. I love mush. I can't help it. Oh, God. Oh. So then, like, the people we were with, I was like, oh, yeah, milk does suck. And they're like, no, we like them. And I'm like, I feel like I'm just going insane. I really do. Then at the end, so the whole time we're there, then at the end of the show, the the people come out and they're doing the curtain call or whatever, and we're clapping and I'm standing up. I would say three-fourths of the crowd did not stand up, did not give them a standing ovation at the end of the show. I couldn't believe it. I was like, is I... 
I thought that's just what everybody does. No, now. Like, it was so good. How can you? You can't. You can't just give those out. People got on earn Broadway. Them. Yes, you can. No, this is the best in the world. It's the you're, best city in the world. Rob, you're arguing with a guy who's booed people. Before, so. <laughs> he's not he booing might, people on know. Broadway. I've not booed anyone. He's on going to. He's going to Podunk Iowa Theater, where it's like two guys he knows. <laughs> that and was in Minnesota, dipshit. But yeah, I was always catching strays. Oh, I was always catching strays from you people for no good reason. Uh, I think, I mean, even on Broadway, people still have to earn it. Like on it, it, the the Super Bowl is this weekend. the The Bengals are going to win. Joe Burrow is going to throw for two hundred and ten yards, one touchdown, one interception, and people are going to want to give him a standing ovation because he's handsome yeah. and cool. But it's not, they're not. Oh, and Aaron played against his older brother who was 24 years yeah, older yeah, than him. You get oh, it, you get it, yeah. You get it. But you can't just give people standing ovations if they don't earn the, it. You got to like earn that think, stuff. They earned it. The, people are dumb. That's the problem, I think Aaron. Rob's they didn't point know. Is people are dumb and they don't know any better. Like yes. it could have been the best show they've ever seen and they don't know that that's the proper response. Well, I, I can tell you, point. I think I was there on like bring somebody who's never been to theater night because the number of people I had to tell to shut up. The people sitting next to my daughter for the first minute of the play they talked, I leaned across my 13-year-old daughter. I said, oh, excuse me, can you two shut up? And then I went back. My daughter was mortified. <laughs> and then Rob was, <laughs> she was mortified. But I was like, if you're talking, no, it wasn't even that. Like, I'm not going to do violent stuff. But it's like, if you're talking for the first minute of the show, somebody's going to tell you to shut up. That's just the way it is. No, that's it's great. just how it goes. And I, I want to go back. If you, uh, props to you for standing up, Rob. If you feel, thank you. If thank you, you feel that this was a great Rob's right. performance that was worthy of you getting out of yes. your seat and it wasn't just because your ass was falling asleep, props to you. But if someone else. The show's over. So well, you're getting out of your seat anyways. You can't stand up. And <laughs> you got to stand up. You got to stand up it's to leave. Anyway. If someone else didn't feel like it rose to that level, like that's okay. Maybe they're. Uh, they're they don't know. Idiots. These they don't people are fucking. Better idiots <laughs> yeah. they're fucking idiots people are idiots dude they're idiots know, Go outside, just look at people they're idiots all of them yeah to this podcast have you listened to the have you seen the messages we get on our instagram matt is doing a good job by the way he's doing a great job running your instagram he's putting stuff up just fucking morons out there it's just filled with morons it's crazy it's insane how dumb people are it's 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 something all right guys let's get into oh, everybody's Favorite part of the show. We are going to talk about the album. And I hit the right song. Favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the album. Five, oh, six, three. Yeah. No, we're not counting Tom Russell. Don't try to confuse me. Oh, what? Okay. Now, Aaron's dis- disappointed because he heard sex and piss together and he thought this was going to be a whole different show. But, oh, no. Uh, so, no. <laughs> I saved that. That's a little treat for those middleheads who like the middle part of the show. <laughs> I know you're looking at your podcast player being like, middle part of the show? What the fuck? We should, this, is, this is already... Twice as long as the album. We've already gone twice as long as this album. Kudos. Uh, so this is, never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols. This, this is, is the, where Aaron's brother goes from double speed to four times the speed. <laughs> the middle section. Get I'm going to skip to the end and see if it's a good joke. <laughs> they get to the end and it's the joke after the credits. They go, actually, I didn't get it, so I'm not going to listen again. Oh. I don't, it must have been from a middle Shits. part. So this is the only album by the Sex Pistols. I mean, they did they did some live albums and they've done some kind of embarrassing reunions or whatever, but this is literally like, this is it. Like the, the, this has to be, is this the only album we're going to do where it's the only album by the performer on the list? Nope. What? <laughs> I was like, man, I know Matt's going to know, right? No. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. Ah, uh, that's true. In the top 10. Is that her only album? That's yeah. It's her only, only studio album. Yeah. That unplugged one doesn't count. 
So guys, I was just uh, I was just looking at this, and I think with the exception of Lauren Hill, this might be the only album we've All done right, we're, we're, where this is your only album. Or you know whatever. what, you guys? Normally we wouldn't do this, and maybe you could stop me right now. But I thought maybe tonight we could do a list about the greatest songs ever from bands that only had one album. Oh, we're doing it! What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> do, do we go or do we say oh, this? Go. This is there better. This there is better. There better apart. be a mashup of the two greatest grunge singers of all times. I got you, this. Matt. All right, good. Oh Matt, my god, we're already into a list. Yep. So, so you were saying this is their only album, and I remember when you when we covered Lauren Hill before the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. It was their only album. And I was shocked at that. Right. And when I saw this, I was like, "Damn, there can't be many of these like that." So. I started doing some research. And I was like, we got to find the best songs ever from bands or artists who only had one studio album. This is you guys down with us? Oh, yeah. yeah. What if we just All said right. no? Nope, not tonight. So the first band, I know we don't really like this guy. He's gotten ripped on numerous times, but this song is badass. This is Derek and the Dominoes, 1970 label. Oh, yeah. Check Great this song. out. Great song. Yeah, I mean, some of the all-time great Layla. guitar work. Layla. It's crazy. I read that this song was about uh, George Harrison's wife because Eric Clapton was stealing her from, from him at the yeah, time. No, but not just that. They, they, they wife swapped, didn't they? Didn't they do a full-on swap? They, they, they swapped. They did a full-on wife swap, and then he's singing about being down on his knees with Layla. Yes. I thought he just cheated it with her. I thought oh they God. did a full-on no. swap. Oh, Either wow. way, afterwards, um, speaking Harris, of which, I got to talk re- to you guys after the show. Real quick. <laughs> they remained friends after he stole his wife, or after they had the swap, whatever way it was. And then it turns out Harrison, Ringo, and Paul McCartney all played at their wedding. Wow. When when he got married to her later, they all played at her wedding. What? I was like, that shocked me. I was like, imagine Aaron if you're unfortunately it doesn't work out with Aaron's wife at gmail.com. Yeah, but we saw Rob, it coming too. Kind Rob of and like, Jenny, you guys do a swap. Aaron, would you ever swing? At Rob's second wedding with Aaron's wife at gmail.com. Would you go and perform at his wedding? No, absolutely not. No. Oh, (laughs) dead to me. No way. George Harrison did it. You won't sing, but you'll swing. Yeah, I mean, swinging and singing are two different things. Aaron, uh, she wants the same song for the first dance. Sorry about that, but it's our first dance song now. Sorry. Black I think Layla is great. I think my now. favorite, I actually like Bell Bottom Blues better on the album, but either way, that's wild that Derek and Domino's only had one record. So they only had one record. Uh, Clapton and the drummer had a fight during the recording of their second album. They broke up. They never played again. And I remember this one. The first time we were going through the list, I was like, I didn't even know that. I just thought Clapton did all these songs. I didn't know there was a band called Derek and the Domino. Right. That's true. <laughs> did you, you laugh? I didn't know that. Well, but yeah, but but see, I, Cream is on the list, right? Like huh? Disraeli Gears is on the list. Cream. Yeah, He's but that's Cream. not Derek and the Dominoes. Not Derek yeah, and the Dominoes. Right. And like all that stuff, somehow all that stuff ends up on Clapton's greatest hits, right? So like Clapton puts out the greatest hits album. Somehow Cream and Derek and the Dominoes are on there. I don't know how that works mm-hmm. out. He must own them. I don't know. Let's not get into that. Yeah, the well, he seems like a nice, normal guy. Let me just look in the news and see if he said anything. See, <laughs> <laughs> see if he said anything really fucked up today. Yeah. Can't wait till he dies. You can call into the show. Well, we know the next guy didn't say anything fucked up today. Speaking of people who say fucked up things, this is oh, from no. 1990. No. This is one of Matt. We're just going to let Matt talk about this one. But Matt, you might know more about this than I do. This is Temple of the Dog Hunger oh. Strike from 1990. Oh, Check this nice. out. Yeah. You know it, Rob? No. Oh. So Temple of the Dog is actually all other members of Pearl Jam. Yep. Other than Eddie Vedder. But the Chris no, Cornell sang vocals on this album, though, right? On, on this song. 
on yep. this song, and there's one other song on the Temple of Dog album. Otherwise, Chris Cornell is the lead singer. But it's and then it's Matt Cameron, yep. who is now with Pearl Jam, but was also with uh, Chris Cornell's band. You know, throughout who, who am I thinking? Of? Why can't I think? Of Soundgarden, Black oh, Hole Sun, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. Yeah, yep. it was with Soundgarden, and then when Soundgarden broke up. He's now with Pearl Jam since about 1986. So. so what I read was that Chris Cornell's roommate was the leader of a band called Mother Love Bone. And yeah. he died. And so Chris Cornell started making all, writing all these songs like to honor him. And then yeah. he started playing with, is it Jeff Ammon? Um, Stone St- Gossard. Stone yep. Gossard. Those, those two are both Ammon, in Mother Mike Love McCready, Bone. Yeah. And then they yeah. bring in Vetter too. And so they make this one album. It's like a super group before Pearl Jam even becomes a thing. Like I've heard that song, but I didn't know who it was. But yeah. it's pretty cool. Temple of the Dog Hunger Strike, a pretty good solo. I think the last album, time right? they actually, yeah, they, they did sing. It was either 2014 or 2016. Mm. But Chris Cornell's passed. Uh, but they did have like, they would occasionally show up at each other's concerts and sing that song. And the crowd would go nuts because it's kind of a cult. Favorite. I remember so, that music great. video. Speaking, Great of, speaking of MTV, that music video was very grunge, just like two dudes just singing at the moon. It was, uh, I remember that one pretty out, well. Out in the field, yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's before all those, uh, it's kind of before the grunge scene took off, right? It was 90, so that's, when When, when was Nirvana big? Well, they're 91. Yeah. yeah. So, it was like, yeah. who knows? Go back so, and listen an- to our episode. A- Rob's an- bored. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm picturing, I'm just picturing Russell like walking down the street and here's a bar with a giant picture of Chris Cornell and he's like, mm, looks fun. Better go in. Let's see what's going on here. <laughs> Another band from 1990. They had one album. The song is There She Goes. The album is There She Goes. This is The Laws. Have you heard this one? No. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. what a nice song. This is like in every movie, every like rom-com movie right. from like 1993 to 1996. Yeah, this feels like a Freddie so, Pr- Prince movie right here, right? You're telling me the laws are on this list? No, I don't know that they're on they're the on list. Russell's okay. list. I was going to say, list. if we're going to listen to this shit on our 500 list, I'm. this is going to be a tough class. So you know who, um, who may like this? Remember, we've got some listeners out there that are soccer fans. They, they don't like mm-hmm. football. They like soccer. Football. Football. And they... Have talked about isn't it Oasis that plays the the song yeah, at the, at the yeah. Loons they game? Play, they play Wonderwall. Yeah. I heard I read that this band, The Laws, was very influential in Brit pop, and bands like Oasis and Blur really t- gave a nod to these bands. Noel Gallagher once said that Oasis wanted to finish what The Laws started. Wow, that's a huge compliment. Interesting, right? Boy. I mean, if I if I was driving down a road and that was a sign and it said, Hey, the laws and Oasis are doing stuff over here. I'd be like, I am never turning on that road ever. I couldn't care less what's going on down that road. I am moving on. I would Man, not go that in that song bar. comes on. I just think of like Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger and Freddie Prince jr. Yeah. And all those people like it had to have been in one of their movies. Mm-hmm. So the, the bass Ledger's player dead. left them after one album and they never, they got back together a few times down the road, but they never recorded another album together again. I know shame. you can be underwhelmed, and I know you can be overwhelmed. <laughs> but can you ever just be whelmed? Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you guys will all be whelmed. I was with ex- this next song. I was really excited. I went to this. Uh, I was trying to think of nice work, man. I went to this Heath Heath Ledger bar. It was really cool. There's a Heath Ledger picture on the wall. <laughs> really good. I was like, hey, check us out. Let me take a picture with Heath Ledger. Ooh, I'm a knight back in time or whatever. Excuse me, excuse me, bouncer. Could you get out of my picture with yeah. Heath Ledger? Hey, why so serious in these pictures? He's dead. <laughs> All right, this next you one is from 1994. We'll 
The, the album is Grace. No. The song is Hallelujah. Oh, this geez. is Jeff Buckley. You guys know this yeah. one? No. Oh, yeah. I was at a bar and I saw this guy. Yeah. Leonard Cohen's song. Great song, yeah. isn't this it? Is, to me, this is the best recording of a very famous song. This is the best recording of this song? To me. To me. I mean, other people could, wow. could disagree yeah. and that'd be fine. I shouldn't say best. It's my favorite recording of this song. What the hell is he talking about with the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift? Nobody knows. He's, Nobody no gives a sure, shit. Sure, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's, it's a Leonard. I mean, Leonard Cohen wrote it. Leonard Cohen. Say Leonard Cohen. Yeah. His yeah, his recording's great so, too. Yeah, he, no, no doubt. So Buckley yeah. covered it, and then he was recording a second album, and he unfortunately fucking he drowned. Born, yeah. He died before he ever That's got a. Re- and shit. so I don't think I don't think it was All very popular until well after he died. But yeah. I thought that was an amazing song for someone who only produced one studio. He album. also covered Van Morrison on that album. That's always a song that when it comes on, I'm like, fuck, not this song again. I got to hear this fucking song again. I've heard it a million times. And then you, you're like, God damn, this is a good song. I enjoy it every single time. Every time you're crying by the end. It's, it's far superior. The Jeff Buckley is far superior to Leonard Cohen. I like Leonard Cohen, but his, his version, he sounds like a bus exhaust pipe when he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't dislike, I don't dislike Leonard maybe get Cohen's version, sings. but it, Matt, what's your thought? I'm a Leonard Cohen guy. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I mean, hundreds of covers of that True. song it's like probably universally known as like the best written song i don't know it seems like this, this isn't isn't it on some list rosie i mean you're the musician i have no idea but it yeah, seems you know like that would shit. be on like one of the most like the prettiest song ever written yeah it's a thing. beautiful song yeah know. it's a perfect song i think I, you know what actually i have that list right here and it's pretty amazing because the number one song uh, and this might shock you a little bit, but the number one song. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, surprising, though. We haven't heard this one for a while. Joni Mitchell's in the news. This is going to come back big time. I love how Rob, shows. before the podcast, was showing us how many sound clips he had and that he was going to have to get some of them, but somehow the the blue dabble dee dabble da <laughs> just keeps coming back. Hold on. And Rob, Rob, and, Rob and Russell, just put put your headphones down. Okay, okay. take them out. Done. I, Rosie, it took me a lot of energy to not say I'm a big Leonard Cohen guy. So just we we're trying to say that. One, <laughs> I know. Okay, so we're saving we'll save, it. Oh, sorry. We'll oh, Russell, you're supposed to be iPhone's okay. still out. Yeah. We have not so, even started. I'm, the I'm album trying. Yet. I'm, I'm trying, not even through. I know. Not I appreciate you talking about so the album. Close. Guys, guys, come on back. Right. Come on back. Okay. <clears throat> sorry, guys. I was on one of those quick five minute Peloton rides. <laughs> All right. Well, if Aaron's, uh, Aaron's going to make that hand gesture, I got to give him. I got to give him an award here. Oh, so the, the last song is that one Aaron will love. This is Mad Villain. Oh. The album I believe is Mad Villainy. Ooh, yes. But before I tell you the song, I Mad had to bring it up because I thought I Rob was like because Rob, we know when you like when people refer to you as a hunk of meat. Mm-hmm. So that means on the dance floor, you must be the meat grinder. Um, as this song, dripping off the beat, kind of dripping meat off the grinder. grinder. So Aaron, is this right? This was their only album. Was their together, only album? Right? Yeah, I mean, Madlib has worked with a lot of different rappers, but yeah, this is the only one where Madlib and Doom work together. And we did cover we did cover a song on our list before when we did the best accordion songs ever many months That's ago. That's right. They had another yeah accordion Remember? was on Mad Villainy. Yes, the, this was a perfect match of rapper and producer at the perfect time. It's a classic. Never goes yeah. old. 365 in the list. I just Ooh, we're going to get to it. So this yeah. one is on the list. So Rob was wrong when he was ripping on us saying uh, none of these are on the I was list. Listening, I was listening I mean, to Mad To be fair, like today. Rob's like, yeah, Rob's like always wrong, right? I mean, like he's just he has a hard time. Can't he has a hard time getting. He has a really hard time like running this. Thing. Hey, Rob, yeah, how you he, doing? he's a tough time getting things right, but we try to help him along. You know, he's letting his dog out. We're carrying the show for him, and we do what we have to. 
So, so I, I'm sorry. I, I don't like. I know we don't like to hijack the center of the podcast. But Aaron's brother's gonna have to go at like six times speed to get through Rob's intro now. So I apologize. But those are the greatest songs ever by bands or artists who only had one. Oh, that's fantastic! Album. Is grinding the best thing ever? <laughs> it just is, right? Like grinding is so good. I've I've been married for years. When I'm grinding on my wife, it still rules. Like it's awesome to grind. You're just like yes. The meat grinder. Like this it. is so good. God, I love grinding so much. It's just so Who fun. Says romance is dead, Rob. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's what I put in my Valentine's Day card. <laughs> grinding with you fucking rules. Happy I love Valentine's grinding Day. with you. Oh my God. Just thinking about it, I fired up. Uh, so listen, uh, this, I mean, the Sex Pistols, right? They have their whole style and attitude is revolutionary. I mean, that's why this album is on here, right? This is like. Abe Lincoln's hat or anything or something, right? It's not the best hat of all time. Like nobody's ever like, damn, got to wear that stovepipe style. I think it's so good, but it's like a piece of history. Like that's what this album is. The original basis of the, of the sex pistols was thrown out. And so Sid vicious came in. Uh, and the problem was though, is that Sid vicious was a super fan. He would go to the shows. He would get super drunk. He also could not play the bass very well at all, which is actually <laughs> turns out to be not a huge yeah. problem because he, for most of the songs, <laughs> he was actually, for most of the recording of this album, he was actually in the hospital with hepatitis because he was using uh, intravenous drugs that were supplied by his mother. So you're starting to get kind of a picture of this band, kind of how it was going. Oh, and by the way, when they kicked out the original bassist, they claimed it was because he said he likes the Beatles. So, so the guy is like, I like the Beatles and the band is like, get the fuck out of the band. You're gone. Goodbye. And what do you uh, think? What do you think somebody, sorry, I'm not, I, I hate interrupting you, Rob, but what would somebody have to admit to on this podcast to get kicked off the podcast? You don't like feet. Oh yeah. If you yeah. don't like yeah, feet, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all it's going like to take? Wearing guys, my socks guys, around, hey, you guys, fuck. Uh, get out of here. You know here. what? Feet really don't do it for me, guys. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> then you're Look gone. at Aaron. He's fuming. He's raging. I'm so upset. Yeah. I was reading my notes about this album. If anyone would have said that the the Velvet Underground was rolling boned and should have been higher on the list, that would have been the end. Uh, that that would have been the end of end the podcast. podcast. They put out this album. They immediately went on tour in the U.S. They they were like, it was like a number one selling album in Britain. It was super controversial. Like everybody, it was kind of like the big hot, you know, crazy thing. And everybody was excited. And the manager came to the U.S., could have sold out theaters, could have sold out big places. And instead, to get more of this band's kind of like gnarliness out there, he went to all these redneck bars in the South, right? And brought a whole bunch of journalists along to record what it was like. So they just were like fomenting this whole scene where it's oh, wow. everybody's going to cause trouble. I mean, you can imagine, imagine you're in like, you know, I don't know where Missouri somewhere and the sex pistols come to town and you go see him. You'd be like, what the hell is going on? I don't even get any of imagine this. Imagine you're like a truck driver in Ottawa and someone is like oh. paying you to show up at the border to cause yeah. problems. Yeah. Well, and actually you're working. A lot of people don't want to work right now and actually they're working. So that's something to think about right there. I mean, if you really think about it. Um, yeah. And I would say uh, much like the Ramones, we're going to hear a lot of, I, I didn't even pick sound clips for most of these. I just was like, just let's start it in the beginning. Yeah. Who cares? This is holidays in the sun. By the way, a 38 minute album. Got to give it up for a 30 minute nice. album. Oh, I do love the, the intro, the, like the sort of stadium clapping intro. Yes. I mean, you do hear a lot of Clash in this, right? Like, obviously, they influence the Clash. Yeah, actually, I asked I asked a listener of ours, a buddy of mine, how he would compare these guys to the Clash, and uh, he felt like he felt like the Clash had sort of broader musical interests and were were more willing to kind of incorporate world music, whereas the Sex Pistols were very unabashed in their 
devotion to the Chuck Berry sound, just making it louder and faster. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But Clash sold out. The Clash sold out to get that sound. They were on their last dollar and needed to come up with a gimmick compared to these guys. So you you have to say the Sex Pistols. The Sex Pistols did not sell out. Like that is no. one thing. No, yeah, you can well, say they only had one album. But I, right? but, like, but, the, yeah. but some people say the Pex, some people say the Sex Pistols are a boy band. Like some people would say they did sell out. Huh. That, that's just a narrative that's out there. I don't know enough about. Did these you guys, guys ever hear that Backstreet song? I'm just that, asking. I'm just asking the question. That Backstreet Boys song that was all about abortion. Oh wait, no. Here's the Sex Pistols song that's all about it. No, no conversations about this. All right, all right. Just keep it going. <laughs> Russell's so mad. He's so mad. This song was this song was brutal. Like I'm I'm a I'm a lyrics reader. This one is. Oh yeah, don't read. You don't the know what they're singing one. about when you just listen to it. Don't don't read the lyrics. This is brutal. I am blown away though by how talented the. I I always thought like punk was like oh it's just guys slamming on guard, instruments they can't really play. This guitar player can play. Like there are some riffs in here where you're listening to it and it is fun to listen to. This album I think is fun. Yeah, to there's a to. lot. I mean, I yeah, I, I think these guys no feelings. Yeah, I think these guys are much less than I, I was texting you guys about this. They're much I mean, the only other punk album that I know is Bad Brains first album, which I love. But that one sounds much more raw, much more just chords and strumming and this is a different kind of sound. This is polished. It's sort of like when you when we heard Nirvana, it was like, "Oh, no, this is a studio product." And I think somebody was really Helping these guys polish their sound. Yeah, it's, it, I think you're kind of thrown off by the voice, right? Because he's kind of singing, but talking at the same time, and in, intentionally not like trying to be, you know, uh, euphonious or whatever. And it's like, but you, the songs are well put together. They're fun to listen to. I, I never, I had fun going through this album every time. And plus, being 38 minutes, it was just, it was a blast. Right. Uh, now, do all these songs start to sound exactly the same? Is this a Ramones type situation once again? Of course it is. We're not going to yeah, hear any better, ballads. Much better sound quality than the Ramones, though. Go ahead, Russell. Oh, it might yeah. not be Congrats. as consistent as the Ramones. Like the Ramones, every song sounds exactly. <laughs> There's a few of these that are a little bit slower than the others, right? Yeah. Okay, well let's see. This is this is a song. Now, this is what I love about the Sex Pistol is that this, they're like, hey, let's write a song about our manager, and so they did. It's called Liar. Yes. <laughs> This might be the song I like the least. Russ, you're right. This does sound really different. I'm not saying they sound different, but the Ramones, I think there's more variety here than the Ramones. It's true. I agree. And I just, I think this is really a melodic album. Like they, they, they did write some melodies and the band that I thought of the most listening to this was actually Blink-182. I felt like those guys, and as much as those guys probably were from the Green Day, you know, branch of the tree, who probably then are closer to the clash, but I just felt like this sounded like, you know, that sort of melodic punk that we had, we heard in junior high and high school. Oh, well, th- I mean this, this brought me, I really did want to listen to green day. I wanted to put on dookie after this and listen to it. Cause I remember getting that CD oh, yeah. dookie and being like, yep, I guess I'm a punk now. Yeah. I'm pretty into <laughs> punk. Guys, I, I have to admit I was a liar earlier. All these songs do sound the same and they drove me to drinking when I was listening oh, no. to you it. You didn't go to the 27 bar? Did you <laughs> no. lie about that? I didn't. No, I went to that. I went to that. I was lying about th- not thinking these were all the same. Oh. <laughs> but but I did make a drink for cool, tonight. To There's actually a drink out there called the Sex Pistol. And, but I did not make it because I, I'll tell you why. Oh, no, so I it can't had, go down. It had... <laughs> It had Goldschlager. Oh, no. Oh, nope, you don't have that. <laughs> Fireball. You might have that. Vodka. Oh, that's oh bad. You can't oh, mix, this is, and cranberry juice. You can't juice. mix brown and clear liquor. Okay. So it's healthy. Idea. 
I just felt like a, a, a drink about a punk band can't have cranberry juice, in it, can it? So, and it can't have Boy, gold flakes. I love oh, anarchy no. and cranberry juice. Right, it could only have cranberry if you bought the ocean spray and the Phillips vodka, and just you were just chasing yeah. one with the other. Oi. Then okay, give me my cranberry juice or to have a taste of me nooks. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so instead, I found a different drink, which I think is more in line, and it's called a Johnny Rotten yes. Seed. A Johnny Rotten Seed. Have you guys ever had one no, of these? No, but before? I hope there's an apple brandy in it. The number of times the wife and I go out to le- to dinner and we order Johnny Rotten Seed, ugh, so much. They're always like, "Oh, excuse me, sir, what kind of shit do you want?" Can we Johnny not Rotten go seed? one evening out where you order the Johnny Rotten Seed? I hope I hope Rob, your mom doesn't hear this episode where you called your spouse the wife. Oh, they oh, all love we it. We know that's not going to work out. Yeah, no, these ladies think it's great. <laughs> so, Aaron, you'll like this. The first ingredient in the Johnny Rod seed is Laird's Apple Love Jack. I got some Laird's Apple Did you get Jack the, here. Aaron, that's your it style, is, that's isn't good, it? It's good stuff. That's the oldest. That's one of the oldest spirits uh, distilled in the U.S., yeah. Well, it's got to be good then. The next thing was orange bitters. Yes. You guys know I've got orange-flavored bitters. Orange-flavored oh bitters. Russell. The last thing was I wasn't sure if I qualified for this or not. The last thing that goes in this drink is Coca-Cola syrup. Oh, whoa. How'd you find that? So I read that you're supposed to, you can make Coca-Cola syrup from Mexican Coke. Like you reduce it down or something like that. that. And so so did you have trouble reducing down the Mexican Coke, Russell, that I know you have around and you know how to reduce things? I did not reduce the Mexican Coke. What? But you know what? You know how, remember a week ago or so we were talking about how vanilla is an amazing flavor. I decided to get vanilla Coke to put into my Johnny Ron seed because Rob hates it so much. So. I'm having a vanilla Johnny Ryan seed tonight to celebrate Fantastic. the sixties. Yeah, Russell knows I, I am Applejack. I am begging you, Russell, take a picture of this drink. We gotta start putting this up on Matt's gonna start putting it up on Instagram. He's the Instagram guy. He's doing a great job with it. That sounds actually pretty good. So it's Applejack, bitters, and And I went with vanilla coke. And vanilla coke, which is it's just supposed to be that sounds pretty good. But that doesn't sound punk either, does it? Like, oi, give me some bitters. Give me some orange bitters, mate. They're British. Applejack is like yeah, yeah. British that's why I was drink. doing a perfect British accent. That's true. They go out and have some orange bitters and then go pickpocketing. That's what I think British people do because I. You've got to pick a pocket or two. <laughs> You've got to pick a pocket or Speaking two. Oh yeah, that was the first show I was ever in. Can, can I have some more, please? <laughs> This is the greatest podcast we've ever done in my entire life. This is this is the end all be all. We should probably end this after is this. We're about it's to good. ascend to heaven. It's just so good. When this podcast is over. So this song was super controversial when it came out. In fact, they would uh, actually leave it blank in the charts in Britain, so you couldn't see what it was. And they're and people in Britain are convinced that the BBC rigged the list that this never actually made it up to number one. It only wow. made it up to number mm-hmm. two. This is uh, God Save the Queen, which, by the way, if you're looking for a karaoke version of this, it's really hard to not just find the British National Anthem, which is also called God Save oh, the yeah, Queen. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and this was released during the Queen's Silver Jubilee, uh, and it makes fun of the Queen the whole time. Now, I, I am here to tell you what a Silver Jubilee is. And that's where you guys jump in and help me out, because I do not know what a Silver Jubilee is, and I did not look it up. What is it? Something to do with something? What was that? 50, 25? It's got to be a... This is her is it, birthday. Is that when you isn't that when you finally get the what was the silver pubes thing you did, Rob? <laughs> the, what was that old joke? She <laughs> had silver jubilee way before seventy, <laughs> right? The twenty fifth anniversary of a significant event. God save the queen. Uh, accidentally parodied by me earlier today. Accidentally, in case the monarchy is listening. God save the queen. I said excellently. The 
I mean, this must have been shocking at the time, right? I don't think anyone was singing this way. Well, to parents, yeah, to like parents, yeah. right? Oh, my like the kids are listening to it. The Brits must have lost their mind about this. She ain't no human being. And now, like, you know, like, we all grew up with Prince Charles, who's a total fucking clown. So, like, oh, like, we, we can see he's a clown in plain sight. But, like, I think in 1977, nobody thought that about the, the monarchy. Problems. Just like this podcast. Rob, I thought we were going to get a Roblins. Are we going to get any Roblins oh. jokes Hashtag on this Roblins. podcast? Rob, I thought you were going to go on to the next song. Weren't you supposed to go to the next song? What? No, we have to listen to all these. All right. Oh, that, oh, that, that wasn't that was a new song. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. The Russ swears this one's really different. Let's listen to this one. Oh, yeah. Seventeen. Oh, oh yeah. There we go. Yeah, it's definitely. The Ramones didn't have any change-ups like no, this. Zero change-ups. Yeah. This sounds like Kiss to me. Does this not sound like well, a Kiss song? The, the Ramones is the closest thing. Is the only other the Clash and the Ramones are the only other punk ones we've done so right? far. I mean, Patti Smith too. And Velvet Underground might sort of count, but no, the, the, like the the Sex Pistols definitely. And Rob already said it. Like they have a lead guitar. Like they've got a lead guitarist who's playing licks and playing solos. And the Ramones weren't doing that at all. Clash, yes. I don't know if you guys are fans of the Pogues. I heard the oh, Pogues yes. on some of these yeah. songs. Did you guys yeah. hear that? You're right. I love the Pogues. I mean, I don't know them that well. Was that the song where they're just yelling "You lazy sod" over and over? Like they just kept yelling that. This is a garbage song, <laughs> isn't it? What? No this way. This is a bad song. I think that's the song where he's like, I'm a lazy side. I don't want to do anything. I'm like, yes, side. I can relate to that. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's so great just to be like, I'm lazy. I'm not going to do anything. There. That's my that's my ethos. That's what I'm going to do. It's awesome. Yeah. Guys, uh, guys, and again, let's think back to Noah trying to get in his big boat. He needs anarchy. In the UK. Okay, this is all about anarchy in the UK. It's subtle. Skipping a little bit. I am an no, I so this, this is the big hit from this one, yeah, right? Yeah. And yes. I like this song. This is a yeah, good. Song. It's a good song. Can't can't argue. I, I like the song. I love the song. I read it. I, I don't know if it's Rolling Stone's current list, but they had it at 56 of all time. That seemed a bit high for me on an all-time song list. What do you guys think? It, but it's it's not the best song. It's Abe Lincoln's hat, right? Like, it's a historical piece. That's why it's there. It's not mm. It's not great. You know, nobody's at the beach in that fucking stovepipe hat. I'm going to bring that joke around but nobody again else until you guys laugh at what it. what he's saying. You know, I mean, it, it's not, yeah, it's not musically pushing anything forward. They're not taking in, they're not putting any new ideas out there musically, but nobody else was willing to say this on a record. So I don't know. It's it's pretty cool. I always thought he was saying I'm an antichrist in the beginning of that, but it's an anarchist. Russell, do you ever just want to be an anarchist? Like no rules whatsoever. You're just going and you're shoplifting that strawberry ice cream. You don't need to buy it or, you know, you know what? Is that bad that when I think of anarchy, I just think about shoplifting ice cream. Like that was the only thing I could think of. Like, when yeah. you brought up me bringing me buying ice cream, I did go to my gas station tonight to buy my vanilla Coke. Yep. You know what? I've got a new gas station pet peeve that I need to <laughs> oh, share. Yeah. I can't stand. All I can't the stand. Pictures of the dead people on the walls. When you go to a gas station or another store and they try to give you, try to get you to buy like a card, like a, hey, you can get free points if you use this card. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, I don't want the card. And so. If I say no once, I don't want to be told, well, you can get free stuff. I said no. 
leave me the fuck alone yeah. and move on, bring yeah. my shit up and let me go. Yeah. I don't I don't need the card. I said no. You don't want the suburban mom uh keychain that they have? No. Where they have I the one thousand cards. They're like, okay, let me find the card that I get a discount on. Suburban yes. moms always have a thousand cards on the keychain <laughs> that they can put into different things. They love that shit. They can't get enough of it. Are you are you guys the member at like your do you have the total wine card? Do you have the gas station card where you get the points or not? No. You know what's really no. embarrassing? You know what I dumped out of my wallet today? I cleaned it out and you know what I have? This is really bad. One single small card. It's all punch <laughs> cards to massage places. It was like what? one punch. Wait, you haven't gone back so to I the had same like place five twice. different cards with just one punch from the massage place. It would be like 45 minute massage punch. It was, I was like, oh, this is pathetic. Got to get rid of these. All right. Uh, just like Aaron's favorite sex stuff, it's submission. I don't know. <laughs> this is much slower now. This this does See? so. Our, our listener that I was referring to who talked about comparing the Sex Pistols and The Clash talked about how the Sex Pistols were hanging out with West Indian immigrants where they lived and were into dub and reggae music. And like, this is the one spot where I feel like you can kind of hear the reggae influence in the, in the Sex Pistols. The reggae? Reggae. Reggae. Scott, Scott, Scott. I also like that that song was about submission. So they're like, oh, it's a submarine mission. And then it actually sounds like you're underwater on that song, too. Like there's a, there's a little cloudiness to it. I, I like read that, that the manager like that. owned like an SM shop and wanted them to write like an SM song. And they were like, we don't like this manager. So we're going to write about a submarine instead. He owned an SM shop. The manager owned an SM wow. shop. That's a teaser for a future uh, of Rolling Going I have. By Wanted the way. them yeah. to write an SM song, and they were like, fuck this guy, so we're going to sing a song about a submarine well, instead. Like you would think they would do the opposite and be like, hey, we actually shouldn't spank each other's asses to show each other we love each other, right? Like do an opposite of an SM. If you guys were SM, which one would you be? Are you more S or more M, do you think? Like, are you more into sadism or masochism? What's the difference? Can you explain? Well, I host this podcast, so you can tell I'm into masochism for sure. Gets me off. I love torturing myself. You don't know the so difference. You're either, you're either the, the, the torturer or the torturee. Yeah, exactly. Do you, Russell, think about this. I've got a, a, a paddle, okay? I'm going to paddle your white little bottom, okay? <laughs> or are you going to paddle my white little bottom? Which of those seems better to you? Is me paddling your bottom or you paddling my bottom? Big one. Um, what if I'd rather have Aaron paddling Matt's bottom? <laughs> oh, well, then you're, then you're a voyeur. That's a whole different thing, Russell. Um, and you know what? I kind of want to watch you watch them. So I'm turned a, out this way. I didn't realize this would be happening. I was gonna, well, I'm a voyeur once removed. I want to watch, watch Russell watching you guys. That's how I get off. Speaking of watching things, I was going to ask, have you guys ever watched the, the movie Sid and Nancy? Have you guys no. done any of the documentaries of the movies about Sid Vicious no. or not? No. No? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like no, a famous is. movie, Has isn't anybody it? Seen it? Have you seen it, Russell? No, I haven't. But you know what I was thinking about on when I saw this guy his name Sid Vicious. Like I was I know aware of him, but of. as you guys know, I wasn't a music person, but I was a fan of wrestling when I was a kid. And there was a famous wrestler yeah. named Sid Vicious, and I would say he was Terrible like wrestler. a bigger Sid Vicious. He was either a big Sid Vicious. Or a giant yeah, Sid Vicious, was, depending on whatever one Rob wants to call him. I've got some famous things that happened with ooh, Sid Vicious, it. the band member, and giant Sid Vicious, the wrestler. So, Russell, it's time for, say it again. Sid Vicious or giant Sid Vicious? <laughs> I don't get why it's called that, but okay, let's do it. Big Sid, fine. Sid Vicious or big Sid Vicious? Was this the band member or the wrestler that did one of these things? Okay, okay. Is this the band member? Oi! Is it me, the band member, take up tasting me nooks? 
Or is it So I figured, me, I figured what we could do is we could ask Matt and Aaron whether it was Sid Vicious or Big Sid Vicious. Yep. And then we could get an explanation from one of the Sid Viciouses on why they did that thing. That sounds really good. Okay. I'll, that sounds like a perfect plan. All right. The first one is, this Sid Vicious once beat up a reporter with a bike chain because they didn't like his pants. Was it Sid Vicious or Big Sid Vicious, Matt? Uh, that sounds like a giant Sid Vicious to me. <laughs> well, it, it turns left, out it so. was not giant Sid Vicious. It was regular Sid Vicious. Boy, what? Because he didn't like his pants? I thought, oh, I Boy, thought you were doing regular the Regular Sid cross, Vicious, yeah. the band member, beat up a reporter because he didn't like his pants with a bike chain. Boy, that was me. I was having me fish and chips at the pub. And a guy came up, and either I didn't like his pants or he didn't like my pants. I'm not quite clear on the story. But we both had a taste of me nooks, if you know what I'm talking about. Whop him upside the head, British style. (laughs) Had to hit him right in the silver jubilees. All right, what's the next one, Russell? (laughs) Next one. Urban legend says this Sid Vicious had a pet squirrel that he took on the road with him whenever he was performing. That's got to be big Sid Vicious. Only that clown would have kept a squirrel. The correct answer is Big Sid Vicious did Hello. take a squirrel on the road. Big Sid Vicious, why did you take a squirrel on the road? I loved having a squirrel with me because I always knew where I could hide my nuts. And you saw that <laughs> joke coming and I couldn't stop it. It was like a runaway train, never coming back. <laughs> runaway train going off the tracks. <laughs> runaway train. The tracks. All right, sp- so the next one is... Little Sid Vicious or Big Sid Vicious? Okay. Okay. This Sid Vicious was credited with inventing the pogo move where you bounce up and down. Oh, that's got to be the the band member. The correct answer is it is the band member. Band member (laughs) Sid Vicious. Why did you come up with the pogo move? Boy, this is me, Sid Vicious. I love jumping up and down. It's one of my favorite things. Okay. And the problem was is that I never minded me bullocks. They were jumping up and down with me and it hurt like hell. Okay, that's why I was into anarchy because I didn't even want to wear me undies. Have a tasty me nooks. <laughs> this impression is going so well. I think it's really good, actually. It. The next one is during a hotel fight with a coworker, this Sid Vicious was stabbed 20 times with a scissors. Matt, regular Sid Vicious oh, or big Sid Vicious? That sounds like regular Sid Vicious. That is wrong. It turns out it was Big Sid Vicious was stabbed 20 times. Big Sid Vicious, why were you stabbed 20 times with his scissors? Because after the 20th one, I got out of there, okay? Listen, no man is going to stab Big Sid Vicious 21 times, okay? 20 is the limit. I will get stabbed with the scissors. Plus, you know when you get stabbed with the scissors, that actually counts as two, okay? Because they had it open a little bit. So every stab, they actually only stabbed me 10 times. Uh, But, uh, yeah. All right, we got a couple more here. Aaron, see if you can see what this game is. See if you can catch on. The next next one, which Sid Vicious was given the name after his coworker gave him his pet hamster named Sid, and he bit him, and he said, that is a vicious hamster, and that's how he got his name. Is it regular Sid Vicious or big Sid Vicious? Regular Sid Vicious. Aaron, you got it. It is regular Sid Sid Vicious. Tell us why you got named Sid Vicious after you got bit by the hamster. Oi, these hamsters. I was putting peanut butter all over my body and letting the hamster run all over me. It bit me right in my nips, okay? And I was like, boy, that's a vicious hamster right there. And one thing you know about me, Sid Vicious, and I love anarchy, but I also love taking care of small pets. It's one of my main hobbies that I've got. Have a taste of me, Nooks. All right, last one, last the last Sid Vicious trivia question is this: reg, is this little Sid Vicious or big Sid Vicious? This Sid Vicious once skipped numerous performances to play in his softball league. 
This Sid Vicious once skipped numerous performances to play at his softball this, league. Which one, hmm. Matt? The band member. <laughs> Big Sid Vicious. Big. Aaron is yeah. correct. It is Big Sid Vicious. Big Sid Vicious. I got to know, why were you skipping wrestling matches to play in softball leagues? Well, I was in a league and somebody rolled the ball to me three times on the ground and it pissed me off so much. I was absolutely furious. Okay. And I went, I was so mad. I went home and covered myself in peanut butter and let a hamster crawl over me and bait me. Squirrel. Oh, a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had the squirrel. The hamster was the other I was Sid Vicious. Sorry. So that was the game. Regular Sid Vicious or Big so Sid Vicious? No, there's a reason why Sid Vicious couldn't hold a title. Like, he was obviously a flake. Like, for that guy's physique and his and his hair, he should have been way bigger star than he was. Are you talking about regular Sid Vicious? I'm talking about Big, Big Sid, Sid Vicious. Big yeah. Sid Vicious. He should have been a way bigger star, <laughs> but he obviously was not easy to work with. He couldn't work the mm. ring either. Good job. That was correct. You're actually right about that. Russell, I can't wait to play that game next week, too. I think that's going to be fun. I think we should Big do that Sid game every week. By next week, that should be a tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah, no. No. The time is, time is weird here. Time is not a joint, my friend. Uh, it's not good when our first one of, of a double header, we're like, ooh, this is going to real long. <laughs> oh, well, better do one tomorrow night as well. Sounds good. All right. Uh, guys. Just like uh, your bowels after you left the show for like 10 minutes there, Aaron, it's pretty vacant. <laughs> oh, no. It wasn't 10 minutes. I just had a pee. That Sid Vicious bit went on for 10 minutes. It was easy. You missed it. We had 30 questions. Was it big Sid Vicious or regular Sid Vicious? <laughs> All right. And then we have the greatest city in the world, greatest New York. city in the world. Ooh, it's it's kind of it gets kind of chunkier here. I like it. Yeah, it would be interesting to see, wouldn't it, if the Sex Pistols were able to make some more songs and not just stab people with bottles? Right. Like you can kind of hear some Guns N' Roses with? in here, right? Like in the in, to me, oh, totally, totally. You can hear you can hear Slash doing this easily. And then finally, the last song, EMI. I got to admit, this this does make me laugh laugh my ass off. So this is their record label, right? Like yeah. this is who. This is who they were on, and they were like, hey, we're going to write a song about you, EMI. And EMI, EMI is probably like, oh, good. This is very good to have the Sex Pistols write a song about you. Let's listen. I can't tell if I love this song or I hate it. It goes into my category of I can't tell, love or hate. What do you guys think? Love it. I, I, got, it. I was tickled by this song every time. What do you think, Matt? Closing song, EMI. EMI. I was glossed over about four songs ago. So. I just think of just like you have a boss. Your job is to write songs, and you just write songs about how much you hate that boss. God, that would be satisfying, wouldn't it? Just imagine a song about how much you hate your boss. It would feel so good. All right, so oh, I have one more thing. Oh. I have a drink tonight. I have a list tonight. I have a big Sid Vicious game. And I also have a Beck thing. Whoa. It's the quadruple. It's the quad in one episode. Everyone's been Whole waiting. Whole team on his back. Whole team on his back. If you notice the last couple of songs, there was almost no research done. So we're, we're counting but, on you in this episode, Russell, for sure. Well, uh, the last few weeks we were talking about hentai. We've been talking about anime. Oh, yeah. It turns out that there's a Japanese anime TV series called Beck, Mongo Mongolian Chop Squad. Have you guys ever seen this anime series? Oh, my God. If oh. I could go a day without talking about Beck, Mongolian <laughs> Chop Squad, please. So, this is an anime series about a kid who joins a rock band, and he, they you name the band this? after his dog, which is named Beck. And the show is all about how music can save lives, and there's all these amazing songs in it. 
And it turns out that some of the music from this band is really inspired by Rage Against the Machine, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and the Sex Pistols. So, Rob, if you got to play this song, this is a song from the, the anime series Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. Check it out. You kind of hear that little yeah. bit of influence from the Sex oh, Pistols? 1,000%. This is the best song we've heard all night, Great. I think. But, you know, I hear the song so much because it's my ringtone. I mean, I go crazy for Back Mongolian Chop Squad. It's one of my favorite there, things. There's so much out. influence from that. There's actually a rival band in the anime series where they're called the Young Guns instead of the Sex Ooh. Pistols because they can't just rip it off. They're called the Young Guns. And instead of Anarchy in the UK or whatever, it's called Anarchy Britannia. So they're, they're definitely this, this anime series is inspired by the Sex Pistols. So. When it comes to Japanese anime that honors the Sex Pistols, who did it better? Beck. Mongolian Chop Squad <laughs> did it better. Yes. I've never had to do this before, Russell, but this gets you a... Uh -huh. Oh! <laughs> Russell. <laughs> First time ever. What the hell is he did he it. You guys have never oh, heard of Beck it. Mongolian Chop Squad? <laughs> it was... The question was... Hey, so there's this there's this Japanese anime with that. Have you guys ever seen this? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> well, only the first couple seasons. But, Can uh, I tell you know. one more oh, funny thing point. before we get to the ranking system? Please. I was reading all about this anime series, and there's a scene <laughs> where they make it to the U.S., and their manager is like, well, you have to change your name because Beck will never catch on in the U.S. And so they changed no, their no. name from Beck to Mongolian Chop Squad, and it made me think, well, we probably picked a stupid name for our podcast. The Mongolian Chop Squad did it better. God, Mon yeah. Guys, we are the Mongolian Chop Squad, too. We're so, we, we'd be so good at that. Chop it up with the Mongolian Chop Squad. Uh, we really hey, why'd you guys her. name yourself Mongolian Chop Squad? Well, we were named after Beck. Uh, and that wasn't then, going. Uh, so we kind of hit our no plateau. It wasn't yeah. going anywhere. And to get more listeners, we wanted to we wanted to get that anime crew that watches Mongolian Chop Squad, which is Russell and one other guy that does that. So, it. yeah, that, you know what? Actually, that whole conversation, you know, it would never happen because I've never had anybody even ask me the name of the podcast, much less. Why did you name the podcast? <laughs> Nobody. Can, again, it's happened a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Hey, I have a podcast. Oh, great. Well, see you later. Yeah. All right, folks. Here's the correct sound clip. It's time for the very patented and popular. It's time for the rating system. And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. The patented and very popular. Beck did it better rating system. Oh, yeah. Now the Mongolian Chop Squad rating system. Uh, guys, this is, you know, it's a lot like, uh trying to think of something we talked about in this episode. What did we talk about? The pillow? Aaron cleaning the grooves. Washing the yeah, grooves. This is, yeah, is this episode, would you say that this album at number 80, okay, never mind the bollocks, here's the Sex Pistols, would you say that this is like, a dirty groove. You didn't like it very much. Okay. That would be a rolling groan. You did not like it. You think the grooves are so dirty. Ooh, it's just filthy. Okay. You got to take it to the record cleaner. Oh, what's that? You're busy at work doing shit with actuarial tables or whatever Aaron does. <laughs> Sorry. He's cleaning his record. Okay. I can't, don't have time for a meeting right now. I'm cleaning my records. He's cleaning his abacus on his <laughs> oh, actuarial table. My God. It's just like, uh, it actually deals with the static. Oh, okay. Like, what, what, is, what does that mean? Static is bad, apparently, for records. Or is this a groove is, you know what? It's pretty nice. You can get right in that groove. Okay, It's nice. You don't have to flush it out. The groove is right there. That is a rolling well-toned. Okay. Or is it like a Peloton ride? It's a rolling bone. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> rolling bone, rolling groan, or rolling well-toned? I... 
you know, I was, re- was trying to read up this article. It said that Rolling Stone had this in 1987, had this as the number two album after Sgt. Pepper's to ever wow. come out. In 1987. Wow. And then in 1912, or in 2012, it was on the list. It was at 40 or 41. 41, I think, and now it's up to 80. I feel like it just belongs on this list, but I just think there's a lot more albums that I'd rather hear. I think it's a little bit of repeating this, and I probably just don't fully understand the tree, as we've been calling it, you know, mm-hmm. from this to mm-hmm. some of the rock and roll, the Guns and Roses, like I said, I hear that. I hear, I hear a lot of they took from Kiss or Kiss took from them, um, that kind of thing. But, you know, I to me, it's just it's not my thing. I am not a big Sex Pistols guy. I'm not a giant Sex Pistol guy. But you are I'm a just, giant Sid Vicious guy. Yeah, I am a giant Sid Vicious And I will guy. say this. I am also not a big Sex Pistols guy, but it doesn't matter because it's actually how well you use your Sex Pistol <laughs> a lot of times. <laughs> So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's rolling groaned. I think it should be down the list a little bit. Uh, Aaron, oh, I'm sorry. I was kind of zoning out there. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? Yeah, I mean, with all... Rolling bone means that the album should be lower on the list. But that's a higher number. And that's what you got to remember here. Rolling well-toned is it's perfect at 80. And rolling... Uh, uh, rolling... Shh. Whatever. Rolling Throne is good. I should have done Rolling Throne. That makes way more sense. Aaron, what do you think? I, I don't know anything about punk music, so I'm going to be out of my element here. But with, with anything punk, I think punk was uh, what I what I feel that I know about punk is that it was democratizing. It was meant to make music be about the message, to be about the vibe and not about who could play the instruments. And so ranking a punk album just seems more than almost any other genre antithetical to what the genre was about however i only as i mentioned mm-hmm. i only know one other punk album which is bad brains first album and i don't know why i can't figure out why this album would be ahead of bad brains or why i mean i know why london calling is higher than this one so i had fun listening to it i don't think it's super important anymore i'm sure it was important to a lot of bands that we listened to growing up but uh for me it's a rolling groan i think there's a lot of stuff that's more more important to listen to at this point, if your kid was listening to this album, wouldn't you just kind of be like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not that concerned. No, you'd be like, you know Oh, I mean? that's like, fun. You're like looking into some history, but yeah, you wouldn't be concerned at all. You'd yeah. be like, oh, like you're and, and your kid comes out and is like, I'm an anarchist. It's like, yeah, you're always an anarchist. You don't want any rules. That's what fucking kids are. Yeah, kids are macaroni and like, cheese and fucking candy bars for every meal. Like that's fine. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Take a nap though. Let's, let's just Please, settle down right? a little bit. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling boned or rolling grown? I think a lot of the songs are fun. If I was just driving around in my car, one of these songs popped on, I would listen to it. I would, I would be bopping to it. I would enjoy it for me a whole, even if it's only 32 minutes of it, it, it got a little Ramonesy for me. I don't think it was quite as one note, but uh, I, I do see how it can be very inf- influential for rock music and for, for punk music. But for me, it's just a little bit of a rolling groan, a little too high on this for me. All right. So he was watching me do a Peloton ride there. Listen, uh, <laughs> this is a rolling nihilism. I mean, they were trying, they were desperately trying to not be commercial. They're desperately trying to not catch on. And not only did they catch on, this is, I mean, this is one album. Okay. And, and a lot of people are saying, yeah, Lauren Hill. Okay. Yeah. We all knew that. Right. She's got one <laughs> album on the list. Not a big deal. Uh, but I mean, this definitely inspired more people than that Lauren Hill album did. It, it's crazy that a band can put out one album last 2.5 years and every, I mean, literally like anybody who knows anything about music knows the sex pistols. It's crazy next week. Okay. 
Next up, next week for some, maybe maybe less than 24 hours for others. Doesn't matter like how time actually works around here. Folks, you're probably wondering, what is the sexiest album? If I want to grease my groove Oof. and I want to clean those grooves. Yes. Okay, and I'm going to clean every groove because we're going to talk about, I mean, this album talks about sitting on faces. I mean, it's, it's a whole, this there. is like, it's all there. This, yes. Russell, if you're a lyric guy, okay. Wear some baggy shorts because this is going to be a wild, <laughs> wild yeah. album. Don't. This is right. not a time to wear those Mizunos up in front of class. Don't put those Mizuno shorts on when you're trying to wear the Umbros. Don't wear the Umbros for for a class it, presentation. It's not going to work out. Those Umbros always came up a little higher. For that, right? You can't, you can't, you can't wear that. those Umbros yeah. and stand up in front of class. This sounds like maybe Aaron had a giant boner wearing Umbros sometime <laughs> in the chef knife. The chef knife was unsheathed during class, and he did not like it. It's like hanging out. It's like hanging out of that five-inch inseam or whatever Matt and Aaron are yeah, wearing man. these days. Such oh my! I wish. Listen, guys, if you want to know why every I laugh every time I see a bag of Skittles now, you got to listen to Beyonce by Beyonce, which is what we're talking about next. Yes, on Beck did it better. Oh, it smells like liquor. Of all time. So dirty. This album is so dirty. I love it. Like, which album is going to be dirtier? The Sex Pistols or Beyonce? And the answer is Beyonce by a factor of one million. And it's like, well, that's good because I didn't really want to think about having sex with the Sex Pistols. But did it better. I did. Speaking of dirty, what do you guys think he would say if Big, Vish, Big Sid Vicious was showing off his pogo move on his Peloton? <laughs> What would Big Sid <laughs> yes, be saying if he was showing off his pogo move <laughs> on his Peloton? I'm going to start making you do impressions of things and see what happens. It was bad, Sid Vicious. This is <laughs> this this is a really fun five minute hill climb, but I did get a leg cramp, so we had to end a little early and I had to go eat a banana. <laughs> Beck did it better as playing checkers. Mongolian chop squad did it better as <laughs> playing chess. Four guys coming out. You just see there's a podcast next week. Mongolian chop squad starting from 100 down to one. It's just me with three other guys. Same soundboard. Oh, it's a real same everything. Destiny's child move right there. Just oh switched out God. the band except for the lead. It'd be so funny. Oh, Same soundboard. Why does it say Aaron's left field take? My name's not Aaron. Oh, sorry about that. 